ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. On this week's episode, we watched <laughs> Batman v Superman. <laughs> Daughter of three hours. This is our yeah, We watched the extended, the only version you should watch. <laughs> yeah, for real. The extended copy. Don't come at us with bullshit comments if you didn't watch the extended copy. Yeah, there's only one version of this movie that you should watch, as we will discuss. This is our second week. Last week we watched um, Man of Steel. This week was Batman vs. Superman. We're building up to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, Rave reviews Man of Steel all around from us. Is Batman v Superman going to fare the yeah. same way? <laughs> You're going to go ahead and call it? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like uh, we did with Man of Steel, I pulled another. Uh, <laughs> I pulled another list here. Oh man, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't going. This- you didn't like the last list. You really are not going to like this one. Well, yeah, the well, last I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it, I, I feel like it's still going to be the same snarky, contrived arguments from people who didn't want to like the movie to begin with. Well, yeah, let, let, let's discuss that for a second. Like, when Batman v Superman came out, like, whenever they did all the press and everything was going on for it, people were like, fuck this movie. It's going to be god awful. Nobody's going to want to see it. It's going to be horrible. Man of Steel was horrible. Like, people went in hating it. People went in hating the fact that Ben Affleck was Batman. Well, see, even I'll admit, I'll confess, at first I was very skeptical. I think we all were just a little bit. Do what? We all were just a little. It's like Batman. You know, it's Uh, Ben Affleck. Like. uh, I thought I thought I thought we were having technical difficulties, but yeah, like I was I was skeptical, not because of Daredevil or any of that, but just of the idea of could Ben Affleck play Batman, and did he play Batman? The checks you know what in I mean? the mail. <laughs> oh, I have I have I have, I have a, like some I'll, after watching this again, I have a, a a few things that I feel like might get addressed in Justice League or things that I think this movie actually tied in, like tied off in a perfect bow and it started and ended in this film. All right. All right. Uh, well, what you got? Like, let's, you know, Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we, we can get to it after, you know, we, we go through the motions. The, the, yeah. I mean, it's okay. no, nothing earth shattering, but it, it was an observation I noticed. Right. Um, well, yeah. So, like I said, everybody, um, for the most part, the world united in hating this movie. It felt like they did anyway before it even came out, just because of Affleck being associated with it as Bruce Wayne. But whenever the movie came out, everybody shit on it except for his performance in it. Now, I will say this: I have seen the theatrical version. I have as well, and I don't think Adam has. Nope. Right? Sure. Okay. Do. So this movie needed to be released as a three-hour film in the theaters. Because well, it needed to be released as the director intended for it to be released. Yes, exactly. Because there's a lot of shit that goes – like 
people people talk about how shitty the writing is for this movie, and I do not agree one bit no. because oh, it is so intricate. You know, like Lex's whole plan, him pulling all the strings, and it all comes together in in a climactic way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was just very very well, it's, well it's, written. Well. I agree with you, but I also I can see where people would come from the angle of saying that maybe there was too much going on because it is a dense movie and there is a lot of things going on at once. Right, but we got to look at because you know we've got where it's the it's it's a it's like the first it's like trying to break it into different time or brackets or with the axe or whatever doesn't really do it right. The movie is like the sequel to Man of Steel, the jumping point for Batman, and the start of the Justice League, as well as a Trinity group film all in one. Yeah. Well, that... that Narratively speaking, that that's hard, I, that, that was hard to pull off. I could, I mean, you can tell it was, yes. but I think it was still successful. Oh yeah, well, and, and like you said, it's it's a it's basically the the spark of the DC universe in a lot of ways. But we got to think about it from this point of view too. And I understand, I understand people's arguments with it being too much going on. It's it, it's too. It's too much to keep up with this, that, and the other. But you got to think, we had how many movies leading up to Civil War? Yeah, you, we we don't need that many movies to. They yeah, had to do yeah. a lot. They, they had to Justice cover a League, lot of ground. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they but, had to tie up a lot of loose ends, open up some new storylines. Yeah, I mean that. That's well. I, well see, ahead. I think with I think with with that in mind. I think it's because people may, and, and I feel like I, I was one of them that went in with, okay, you've got the bat, you've got the Superman dilemma still going on. You've got the Batman situation that's now introduced, and the what I mean we're probably going to dedicate probably thirty minutes to just Batman's whole the whole aspect of Batman in this movie in and of itself. So I won't break into it too much, but I feel like essentially. All of Batman's dream sequences, um, everything that boils down to the Justice League, all of that, I think that was a self-contained story. Uh, I got some comments and, and, on that. And not necessarily, I mean, other than just the fact that, yeah, these heroes are going to be together. But I think what we witnessed was batman's perspective in a story he wasn't aware he was part of yet um well after watching it this time my feeling on the flashback the nightmare sequence and all that stuff um you know it it, they play it off as a dream sequence right because he wakes up after the flash stuff happens but my thing is is i don't really think it was much a dream sequence as it was like his reality at that moment and an alternate reality was kind of crossing paths at that moment that's, because of the f- that. That's what I. That's exactly what I'm. What I'm. What I was trying to to mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like You're talking I, about the whole Flash thing. Yeah, because I think the I, Flash fucking with the timeline caused a, an alternate reality and the current reality to kind of bleed over a little bit. Yes. Well, I think I think if Flash had not shown up while Wayne was you know waiting on the decryption. 
of the, the Lex files. I think if that had not happened, those nightmare sequences would have happened. Like we're watching the cinematic, we're watching the DC universe at, at the point Batman versus Superman starts, or even to go so far as to say when Man of Steel starts, it's setting up to what we see where we get the big scene where Batman walks out and surveys the land and he sees the, he sees the dark side symbol, you know, burned into the ground and all that stuff. I think that was what was going to happen had the events of this movie not happened. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I agree. I don't. And because of the flash going back in that brief moment and, and while people probably don't even, didn't even, you know, I think it was a self-contained story. I don't think any of that is going to have anything to do with justice league or it's subs, you know, it's sequels. If it gets addressed in such a way that like, in Justice League, you know, there's a moment where, you know, the you know the, the scene we keep seeing in the trailer where Bruce Wayne is recruiting Barry Allen. Yes. I think there's going to be more to it than that. I think he's going to talk to him. And he's going to be like, I saw you. You you came to me. You told me all this stuff. And then there's going to be the moment where he's like, uh, yeah, so there's this time thing I can do. You know what I mean? Like, I think Barry Allen probably is aware of what he can do. Oh, that was yeah, Barry Allen from the force. future. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I, I just feel like that whole part maybe was just though, misdirect. Maybe I mean, maybe, it could have been misdirection for Darkseid. Maybe whenever Batman, Side, but, uh, whenever Batman tells Barry Allen, I saw you, you came to me, that's when he does it. He actually go. he's like, oh, I need to do that then. Uh, maybe that's yeah, why it or, happened, you know? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, yeah. like a rival. Yeah. 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 I could see that, that playing out. Or, or get to a point where, 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 because that would be a very Batman-esque thing for, for, for Bruce to do. And it would be, all right, I had these dreams. These dreams are more reality than they are figments of my imagination. So logically thinking, it would make sense to create a causal loop where in the main timeline, he's always Bruce Wayne will always be alerted that he has to go find the justice league, like cementing that the group has to be made before any of these events happen. (laughs) Cause I think in, in, in where it was going before those, those, those smaller sequences, cause that's not even the bulk of the film. You know, that's just, more or less, that's the chuffa for Justice League. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think it it, – it it was kind of a nod and wink for that, but it was essentially a way of like, hey, the League didn't get together like when yeah. it needed to. I yeah. think it was real because at that point in time, Batman didn't really know he could do any of that stuff, but he can. We know that he can. So I do think it was real. Yeah. Well – like I mean, the stuff that he was, I mean, why would Batman, you know, how would Batman know that he can do that? Yeah. And say, you know, what he was saying, it's like, you know, I think that was real. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I really don't think, in my my opinion, I don't think that, I think Batman's going to keep it all to himself. I don't think he's going to bring it up to anybody. 
I think that it'll serve a larger purpose, like maybe not even in this Justice League film, but in a future film. But I don't think it'll happen until the time for it to happen is there. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be this current Justice League movie that's coming out in a couple of months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with the way that it sounded and the way that nightmare sequence kind of played out, it was this alter, alternate future where um, something's happened. Superman's take control of everything. Mm-hmm. He's running the show for as we can see. You know, well, there may be like uh, the, the shit that Lex has got him doing. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. If, if he has his mom, he can get him to do anything. Exactly. So maybe yeah. that's what's going on there. And he comes back in time. He's like, you got to change this shit. Yeah, Lois is the key. Like, you got to change this. But see, that's the thing that I thought was kind of odd. Lois is the key, but Martha is the answer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand they couldn't say that in that moment mm-hmm. because it would have – you know, cause the, 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 climb, yeah, the climax of the fight, what? you know, what did you say? <laughs> um, but that's just like, yeah, three hours. That's just one little like five minute thing that we could spend all night dissecting and coming up with different theories. But my, my theory on it is that's the alternate reality. I think that something like that will play out where, um, Batman has to get Flash to do something. Maybe that's how Superman ends up getting back into the picture. Who knows? You know what I mean? And 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 I also think, and and it may not necessarily, ha- it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the film, but as like a, well, not quality, I guess, but as far as the the amount of substance that they wanted to put into the film that hearkened to the comics, um. I'm 100% guaranteed or, or convinced that those nightmare sequences is like, is a, a nod to the else world. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, from the way, from the way they had, I mean, just, just like just artistic liberties that they took. Yeah. I feel like that, like the, the universe we're watching was at one point going to be an else world top hellscape. But it's, you know, obviously with them being able to get everyone together or at least having the time to, to try and get everyone together, that's prevented. It's going to prevent all of that from happening. Let me uh, ask you a question. Can can you time travel with the Flash? Can he take people with yes. him? Yes. So could the, could, the, the, could the Justice League go into the Else world and fight their fucking the bad version of them? I don't I mean, know. I, I, would that be crazy? I mean, you know, that would be cool. You remember in that Superman, we had the bad Superman. We had the good Superman. We had to fight the bad one. Remember? Yeah. Well, I, I've seen stories where they've had to do that, where the two different universes kind of collide by some, one means or another, and that could upside very, down. Yeah, I mean that could very well happen, but I don't. Well, it, it would. It, I feel like it would still. It would be like like with with just the comic movies are the same as the comic books. The the amount of power your character is going to have is solely going to be up to who's writing it. Yeah. Like with Zack Snyder choosing to have full-blown overpowered Superman like from the get-go. Like he's not he's not going to be diminished in his ability just because there's Batman, Wonder Woman and all the other rest of the league. 
Like yeah. he's still going to be the big gun that they need at the end, and probably why we may not, we may or may not see Superman probably for most of Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. I. I mean, I'm. I can't wait until Justice League comes it's out. It's gonna be good. It, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what's because it comes out in like two months. Um, and the I can't trailer to, looks amazing. Yeah, it really does. It it really does. Um. So this list that I've got is 65 things wrong, <laughs> and I'm not by any means going to hit every single one of them. But there's a few things in no particular order I am going to hit. Just can so we, we inst- can we can we uh, instill some. Uh- and this 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 might put a damper on what you're wanting to do, Griff. So if I mean if it does, I mean just consider consider just forget about it. But <laughs> forget about it. Can we exclude the Martha argument? Because I think that argument is fucking stupid, old, and dated. And anyone with a brain can put put together the reasoning behind it. And I think that they either just weren't satisfied by that, or yeah, you know, I I, I want to chalk the Martha argument up under the category of just shit they didn't like yeah. and didn't have any other reason for it, it other than they me. wanted that, that yeah <laughs> oh, it didn't bother me either it was but a good that, reason for the fight that, to stop like that and the bath bath that and the batman kill count now yeah you know batman knew everything about superman he didn't know his mom's name uh no. I mean he knew his name. He knew I mean he well, knew so, who he was. He knew everything. Yeah, well, but he didn't know that, his mom's name. I mean I'm not I don't care, you know. Yeah. But. Well that that's kind of the jumping off point that I've got right here. It's you know, one of the arguments in this list is after after the Martha thing happens, then they say this is one of the problems that they have. Batman has a change of everything. It was very quick. Well, my feeling on this, and if I'm wrong or if, if you guys have another opinion, for by all means, but my thing is, is okay, we see we see the events of Man of Steel play out, and Bruce Wayne is there, and he sees what this person is capable of, right? Um, he takes it to the utmost extreme in trying to find out everything about him, how to combat him, because he doesn't know. Nobody that powerful should exist in the first place, mm-hmm. and nobody that powerful should exist in in a good or bad way, in his opinion. So he focuses all his energy on to building up the idea that he... Superman build, build, is dangerous. Yeah, building up the idea that one day Superman is going to turn on everyone yeah yeah and and he does it to the point of it almost exhaustion like he has it made up in his mind that that um it's this is going to happen it's a certainty in his head well my thing and this is the weird connection that i got because we watched silence of the lambs the other night right Mm -hmm. okay silence of the lambs there's a part in that movie where um 
Well, they're having the press conference with the the senator or whatever she was, and she kept saying the daughter's name over and over again. And Clarice and her little friend was like, well, it's smart they're doing that because if he sees the broadcast and he associates a name with her, then that is going to humanize her instead of her being a possession, Mm -hmm. right? Well, I kind of connected the dots in in a weird way where, well, think about Batman building up Superman in his head. He's not a person. He's not. He's 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 evil. And then then you have Lex, like, feeding him this little shit, fucking with him. Yeah. You know, trying to turn him against Batman. I mean, Superman. Like, he's he's doing it. It's happening, you know. Batman's being played. He's getting catfished. Exactly. And that and whenever the Martha thing does come up and Batman has that moment, that realization where you have a family, you're a person. You're. Yeah, you're somebody. You're not just an alien. Exactly. And and that that was my reason behind it. Now, if that's right or wrong, I mean, that's the way I felt. Yeah. I mean, really, though, I mean, how how else how how else would it be? Because if you have if you have intentions on killing someone. Well, you and really don't want to know too much of their. Exactly. You, know, you don't want to get too personal because you may Ex- change your mind if you find out. Yeah. You know, all he knows shit. is fucking Superman destroyed the fucking city. That's all people say. You know, the news. Yeah. You got fake news. You know. Yeah. And well, then the, you know, and then like whenever he, you know, he's he's like Martha, and he's like, "Gotta save her, help." You know, Superman. Yeah. Batman has flashback. You know, he like sees a little bit of himself and Superman. Yeah, you know, Batman. If he could save his parents, he would. Exactly. He's living yeah. his whole life like, you know, wish he could. You know, it could have been different. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, without that, there would be no Batman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I don't. That's that's just always kind of been my. Uh, no, that's my the way I felt. Him. Right. Humanized um, him. Right. What about you, Trav? How'd you feel about the situation? Ground control well, to Major Trav. <laughs> well, I, I really, I really I echo y'all sentiments. Um, I think, in a simpler way, though, I looked at it as I, I, I got every bit of what y'all were thinking before the Martha sequence even happened. By just like some of the things that you see. As like you, some of the of the Bruce Wayne scenes that you see, uh, for instance, when the Lex Luthor situation is going down and he's getting information on him, there's a part where Bruce Wayne wakes up, got a mistress in bed and all whatever. <clears throat> he reaches for the nightstand. He's 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 taking medication. Um, they brought to me that little that little just that little shot of him popping echoes. some pills. <laughs> echoes the idea that, you know, Batman is emotionally wrecked yeah, at yeah. this point. He's got some problems. They've done, you know, with the whole idea that most people have seen Batman and Superman as a team for so long, I think a different take on how they come together kind of threw people for a loop. Yeah. Because suddenly you, you have you – have, you have Superman who, if we're going by the time frame in the films, Superman has only been in the public eye and doing his thing for a little under two years. Yeah, Superman's only been Superman for a little bit of time. 
and we have we have a season twenty year veteran Batman. That's saying some shit. We're talking. We're and talking had, and, nervous and, and, breakdown, Batman. Though, <laughs> yeah, and, and has had terrible things done to him and to the ones he loves. He yeah. loves and stuff. Um, they make all the nods to the Joker having really wrecked Batman at this point. Yeah. Um. So with that in mind. If you're that, if you're that, that, if we're going to look at ba- Batman that way, suddenly going from this internal, personal, like, struggle and devastation to suddenly seeing a overpowered human being, two of them, or two overpowered, you know, beings, not human, I guess, fighting it out over Metropolis, everybody's dying around you, um, you know, just... Uh, something completely out of Batman's hands. That's the first, you know, yeah. it's like it, 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 it snaps him out of it. But at first it's in such a hardcore way as, as y'all were talking about that. He takes those extra measures or measures, measures, extra <laughs> measures to, uh, to see that the job's done. Like when, when, when he finally goes full fuck it mode and just jacks that kryptonite from Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, I think I and, 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 and Lex let him have. Yeah, he baited him. It, it was Which, all you know. He wanted. He wanted uh, Batman to kill Superman. It's a hell of a lot easier to kill Batman. Yeah, you know. But right. we got to say this: Batman, <coughs> he killed Superman. I mean, he would have. It yeah. was fucking lights out. They let you know right then and there. Batman well, walked away the winner. Well, that's why, and 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 the whole the whole pill popping scene. That's what made his reaction in the Martha scene. That's why I wasn't like, why is Batman being stupid? Like a lot of people were, right? Because he's on Xanax. <laughs> if he's if he if he is mentally unstable, he's fighting a overpowered alien. Uh. And then suddenly he hears his mother's name uttered out of this thing's mouth. Uh, I think that would fuck with me too a little bit. Well, yeah. it snapped him out like, of it. Like, like, like in the heat of, of of this big battle that's been going on, and other mind games being played that they're not. You know, all, just when everything comes to a head and stuff like it, just seems that like I feel like. Batman, like that. That's I, know, I didn't want to talk about Martha, but I, 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 but I do because I feel like it needs to be, like it's it, it's so self-explanatory that I don't get why people bitch about it, other than the fact that they just didn't like it. They didn't. It snapped him out of it though. Like, we needed something. Batman was <laughs> like, you could tell when that happened. Batman was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, like I forgot, you know. Well, I, I mean, see, what the fuck also, am I doing? But that that also right that paid. That paid into into Superman's characterization so well. It made everything that happened in Man of Steel and his whole the whole concept of the depressed Superman that's not cheery, happy, and hopeful, or whatever. You know, the whole ideal to strive for thing. Yeah. Dude, him, finally, that, him that standing there. Finally, him standing there in that fucking when that room's on fire. Yeah. 
Like, goddamn, you know? Look, a heartache on his face. Like, again, like, it's my fault. All these people are dead now. It's my fault. But when, but the Martha scene almost, it almost burns and reprograms Bruce. And he has, he's got the Superman thing again. The Superman. It brings uh, him back, man. It makes him, like, it turns him into a hero again. Well, it's like, that's the whole reason why he started it. And the brutality of Batman, I don't think it is it should be too questionable, considering that. I mean, Did going so bitch far about back that? as to, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's fucking when people, Batman. When people, when people fail to forget that in uh, the Dark Knight Rises, Batman yanks a fucking bomb down Gotham. Yeah. You know, just destroying the wall, you know, the walls of buildings, all that so stuff that could injure people. Is Bruce yeah. Wayne going to have to um, choke a bit? You want to go back? You want to go back even further? Uh, how about every time he ever drove the goddamn Batmobile in the Dark Knight trilogy? I mean, dude, he fucks people up. Well, and, uh, and then and then and then if if that's still if that's still not enough, because I'm not even going to bother with the comic uh, aspect of Batman's extent of his violence and everything. Even in the Michael Keaton Batman, when he drives up into Axis Chemicals and blows it up whenever he has the Batmobile under, uh, um, has it on, on like shield mode. Yeah. He drops two bombs right there and blows that thing up and it kills it. It's, it's have obviously implied that all of the Joker's henchmen die in that chemical plant that was there. Yeah. yeah well, Superman's the one that's, he's the one that tries to keep from killing people. Yeah, that's Batman's thing. Like, I mean, he's the Dark Knight. Well, the, there's a video that I found on YouTube by Mister Sunday Movies, and it's a Batman kill count supercut from the '66 Batman all the way up until uh, Batman v Superman. Right? It doesn't count Batman v Superman kills, but all the movies up to that point. How many people do you think was killed? From Batman 66 to Dark Knight Rises. 300. Thousands. On the on-screen kills, 45. Oh. On-screen. That's not implied okay. kills. 45 kills. So the argument of Batman killed people, yeah. Batman's killed a lot of people in his It's fucking- null and void. Yeah, exactly. He kills bad guys. What, yeah. what, it is, what it is also, and it's something that I noticed because I know we'll get it at this point. If you haven't seen Batman versus Superman, you're probably not going to watch Batman versus Superman. Um, but when, like, I, when, when the movie was over, I remember watching the theatrical uh, cut when I was there as we were leaving. You know, were you I pissed? Think a lot, there, there were there were just as there were just as many families as there were just couples out for a date. Right, pack theater, just as many, and I think people were hoping this would be a Marvel type situation where we had that safe little uh, airport fight where no one dies but just gets a little maimed. Yeah. Uh, no, what, what we got instead was Batman and Superman beating the I mean, shit. Did out they of not each see other. the trailer? Well, uh, well, I'm going to expand on that a little bit, Trav. My thing is, is uh, no one. Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are incredible. And they were dark. But they did 
the they did they did the most harm to uh, Batman's characterization, in my opinion. I'm not saying it was bad or because anything. Because it was like dark. That. No, not because it was dark, but because his whole thing in the Nolan films is I can't let anybody die. I try to save as many people as I possibly okay. can. So they basically turned Batman into Superman in those films. So people go serve, out of that going into this like, yeah, that's the Batman anybody. that these kids grew up with. I understand that. But this isn't the same Batman. This isn't the same character. Nah, this you know is what a I mean? fucking pit bull in a Batman yeah, costume. <laughs> And I've always felt that way. Like the Nolan, the Nolan characterization of Batman ruined the character for everybody because everybody is always going to base Batman anything from now until a hundred years from now on those three Nolan films just because they were so good. And I'm not discrediting the movies by any means. They're amazing, except Dark Knight Rises. That's a whole different topic for me. But those first two Batman movies were great. But at the same time, they turned Batman's characterization into what Superman's characterization really is. You know, good guy. Yes, Bubble I, 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 I completely agree with that, man. And and that's I mean, that's the point that I was trying to make with this, with the whole kills and everything like that. Even in the in the Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight and Batman Begins, whenever the fucking League of Shadows and Batman Begins blows up and all that shit happens how many motherfuckers died everybody that was there pretty much except for Ra's al Ghul and Batman right like that's a shitload of people that died in the first film but they go in in in, in the dark night and then even more so in dark night rises to we I can't let anybody die they change his characterization and it just completely ruins Batman for everybody else for people that don't know the source material, you know what I mean? Right. And I think, I think with, uh, uh, with Batman versus Superman, I think that they kind of, sh- they kind of do a small tonal shift, even if it's a small one in Batman's approach to fighting. And, and that's where we get that amazing warehouse fight scene. Yeah. I mean, he's relentless. Um, he's, he's relentless, but, He's still he, he he's not necessarily murdering. No, he's relentless. He's precise. He's trying to incapacitate people without killing them. But if they happen to die in the process, oh well, right? Right. Well, job he, one. He, he's kill choosing, Superman. He, he pulls a trick just like in the Nolan Batman films, where he's not going to kill you, but he's not going to save yeah. you. <clears throat> We didn't even talk about that, the whole Harvey Dent stuff in that Batman movie. But anyway, that's a whole different discussion. But, but like, from from the moment we get the Arkham-style, like, introduction to that fight scene where he just goes up from the floor, you know, uh, neutralizes all the, the major gun holders. He takes them all down, you know, all that stuff. Like it just it shows you that he even his even his, his fighting and his mentality in, in combat is changing as opposed to those brief moments where we just saw that he was just brutal or in the nightmare sequences where he didn't give a shit to mow down five or six people with a gun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it shows you his mentality is changing with with what where I was saying earlier, like the once the Martha thing happens. It, it it gives him that it, it it does what Superman was intended to do. Inspires hope. Hmm. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he found his hope right there. 
you know, and, and that whole people bitch about it's on this list. It's further down about how that whole speech he gives where he failed him in life. You know, he's going to uh, whatever in death, you know, that whole speech that he gives the 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 his reaction to the whole Martha thing and how he and how he his whole how he changes in that moment where he becomes who he needs well, to be. He becomes well, Batman he, again. He yeah. Think about it. He snaps back in like yeah, like Adam said, Batman. he's Batman again. He snaps he snaps back into quick thinking detective work. It's like, wait a minute, I what mean, am I doing? Think about, I've let someone it, fucking think, yeah. fuck me up here. Think about that and also with that in mind, and when he when he's doing that, what the fuck am I doing type of look, imagine that he's just realized the first thing Superman even said to him when he showed up to the fight. Superman wasn't even there to fight. He was like, Motherfucker, we're being duped. Yeah. And like, Batman's like, I ain't having it. Let's fucking nah, it's time he, to he fight. The, there's there's no time for talking. Yeah. So Martha not only was just Oh, you know, there's there there's a there there's a there's a a metaphorical way for me to write something. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, fuck, Superman was right. Yeah, I fucked up, and he manned up. He knew he fucked up, you know. And that's and why. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to see Batman and Justice League, because it it's it's weird and it it's. I feel like it's a poor choice of words, but he's the goddamn Batman again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, he, like, 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 like the moments from in the late in the later trailers they've put out where we get a little bit more action oriented Batman, where we see him, you know, he's grappling Batman. everywhere, taking out parademons, all that stuff. The earlier trailers, you know, they had those brief moments where Batman is legitimately being serious, but what he says is fucking funny. Yeah. Like when Cyborg's like, I didn't think you were real. And he goes, I'm real when I need to be. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's, he's, he's back to that, that, that middle. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Batman. the Batman that's going to pull from it. Yeah. The, the damn Batman, you know? And yeah. like, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Like, but we needed I know, that. Right? I mean, that was, you know, that was part yes. of the story. We needed him to be I, all fucked I, up and. Well, I think me and Griffin, me and Griffin have talked a lot of this, like for years, I think now where, you know, a lot of people were expecting the heroes since we knew we weren't necessarily going to get full blown origins with the exception of Man of Steel. You know, maybe they thought we were going to get these confident heroes right off the bat, but instead we get a we get a, a quick journey of them becoming what we're wanting them. Like they're going to be the heroes we want them to be at the end game. Yes, exactly. Well, thank, whereas, I think, whereas, whereas, and I think that's where Marvel is different. Yes. Like well, by the middle, like by the middle of any of the Marvel individual hero movies, like they're, they're fucking who they are. Right. Or they, well, like Iron Man, for example, Iron Man starts out being Iron Man. And then in Iron Man 2, like he has that blood disease where that thing is poison. Yeah. He's super depressed about super that. Super depressed. And then, and then in Iron Man 3, he's super depressed because of the fucking black hole from yeah. the Avengers. Like it, it took a complete tonal shift in the course of two different, two to three different movies. We, 
Well, and I think, well, I think we can probably chalk Captain America up there as well. Yeah. Because his trilogy, like those two trilogies, now that we're discussing it, they stand out the most to me as the Marvel films that did something like what later Snyder was doing with Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Yes. But he reversed it, though, because you get Captain America and Tony Stark or Iron Man right out of the gate. And then he kind of he kind of uh, explores their characters more and then their problems in later films when we're getting all that stuff out of the way right out of the gate. You know what I mean? We're, we're getting depressed, sad Batman because 20 years of bullshit. We're getting unsure Superman. We're getting all this out of the way. So that we, whenever we get to Justice League, we don't have a Civil War type situation. You know what I mean? We don't have like, oh, we got to hurry up and get everybody together and have everybody have fucking mental breakdowns while they're trying to fight somebody. No, we're getting all this bullshit out of the way and we're wrapping it up in a three hour film. You know what I mean? Like, And I think that's and I think I think DC is all the better for it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, because you needed that dark, brooding Batman. You needed that unsure Superman. But you also needed to get that shit out of the way. Yeah. And he accomplished that in two films. And the fight. And then a broader. Yeah, I get the fight a, out of the way. For, I guess for yeah. and on a more broader. And I guess another just another thing that for me as a moviegoer, um, it's going to take way more willpower for me to ever sit through the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe again as opposed to over the course of a few days, just bumping out the DC universe. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, I mean, as, as far as, as far as like the, a set of the films that build to a team up, uh, you know, cosmic villain. Cause I feel yeah, you like, only got two. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of don't even hit hint on it and neither the suicide squad really. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're more one-offs. Yeah, but well, no, I, well, that's that's a disservice to Wonder Woman because she, they make her character a vital role at the end of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but I'm I'm just talking about her standalone film, you know. Because oh, I mean, yeah, that was I mean, just, I mean, that was the, a cash theor- grabs. What theoretic- that was. Theoretically, all you're seeing with the Wonder Woman film is the story of the photograph in Batman versus Superman. The backstory. Spoiler alert. But I mean, it's kind of it kind of makes sense. I mean, the theme is that she's in World War One. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that there's not really much more you could think there would go with that with one film, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you can't really go too far into the future with it because everybody knows and the studio themselves know Justice League is right around the corner. So everything they do, if they did it as a sequel to Batman v Superman in a standalone film is just procrastinating, you know? Yeah. Um, well, another thing I wanted to hint that's on this list is, uh, and you guys' opinions, of course, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Uh, I liked Thought, it. Yes. I went in the movie thinking, you remember, I mean, we talked shit about it at first. Yeah. I'm like, why him? Why didn't they get somebody like Kevin Spacey or, or you know, like somebody older? I, I just I just feel like he older, you know, and not yeah. some fucking like. You know, twenty-eight-year-old dude. You know, yeah. But it was good. I mean, he he did a good. I mean, he you probably know, to, one of the to, best to Lex Luthers we've ever had. Well, to me, I know a lot of people think that his characterization is like. I guess, 
I guess to to still from what you were saying earlier, Griffin, how in the Nolan trilogy they gave a more Superman uh, characteristic to to Bruce. I think they that there's some people that that, that have said that like there's a Joker quality to oh yeah uh, to Lex Luthor. Yeah, I can I can not, see not that. Necessarily, no, I mean he was there. He I was just kind of you know. I, I, I don't particularly. You know? I, I didn't. I didn't particularly perceive that, but I saw more of like how a young Dennis Hoffman from the. <laughs> I, I, believe, I, believe, I believe that's the right. Isn't that? Isn't, isn't, isn't that his name? The Lex Luthor from the Reeves Superman. Oh um, shit! You got me on the Dennis spot. Dennis Hoffman. Here. Dennis Hopper. No, it's not him. No, let me let me find. Here, I've got my. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah. Good God, I was so far off the mark. Gene Hackman did a a good job. I liked his Lex Luthor. So I, I'm. He he struck me as how a younger Gene Hackman would have acted. Well, um, I think the the thing about Lex is that he's 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 a genius too. Like he has a he's a high high intellect villain. Yeah. Um, well, he was going to let the two villains they, fight each other and do his. I mean, he pinned them against each well, other. Like they, they've the way they've done Eisenberg, or the way Eisenberg did it in Batman versus Superman. I could see over the course of a film series with him having been imprisoned at the end of Batman versus Superman, his subsequent release, and just his whole character journey as a villain. If they if they choose to do it. They could have him be the calm, cool, collected supervillain that eventually becomes the president. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is the same thing with Superman and with Batman's characterizations on these films. We have Lex Luthor being he's 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 got a couple of psychological issues going on. He's got some shit going on in the past that he's dealing with. He's smart enough to pit two of the world's greatest heroes against one another. And almost pulled and, it off. And yes, almost pulls it off. Now he's well, I mean, per- theoretically theoretically he did pull it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean yeah. They out I mean they, they, they ultimately they ultimately realized what he was doing, but he got them to the point of violence and so I think that was his I think he still succeeded despite not having full success with Batman's death. Yes. But my thing is, is the way I feel about the DC Universe movies is they're always looking ahead. I'm not saying that Marvel doesn't do that or any of the other um, comic movies don't do that. But they're looking so far ahead because think about it. You have Superman's uncertainty to becoming Superman's hope, Superman being hope slash fear in Batman v Superman. Yeah, Batman becoming a 20-year-old veteran that's been through some shit, overcoming his psychological issues to become Batman again. You have Lex being a young kid that has all this power and all this knowledge, and him being put in prison, he's going to be he's he's going to go through a change in prison oh, yeah. where where when he comes out, just like Travis said, he's going to be cool, calm. He's I'm not doing any of that shit anymore. I'm doing good. I've for turned a new leaf. But, 
when when behind the scenes than he was to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's perfect. The way they did it, it's fucking perfect. And if people can't get over that, then they can go fuck themselves right now because <laughs> it is for real. It is incredible. It is. It's just good writing, in my opinion, yeah. because they're not worried about how it looks in the moment. They're looking at it as an overall film. The series, long run. Right? Exactly. So let's fucking have these characters go through their problems. Yeah. Let's let them do this. Let's let them do that. Let's get all this out of the way so that whenever it comes down to Man of Steel 2 or Man of Steel 3, whatever the fuck it is, well, we have the Lex that you want. We have the Superman and you want. See, and, and I have – and this is where the bad news sucks is that we won't get that. And one of the, one of the, the evidence for that, that is that well, – I saw an article. I wish I could. I could. I wish I could find the uh, the site that did it. It was on one of my one of my daily binges where I go reading through news and shit like that. Um, it was an article where they explained that there's a good chance that Jesse any all of, any if at all of Lex Luthor's parts uh, are either not were not written in the Justice League or like they 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 cut all the scenes. I don't like think he's gone though. You know, completely. I mean, he may not be in that movie, not. but because, but you know they're gonna chalk that up to his asses and fucking, you know he's locked up. Yeah, they now, can always bring him back later when they need him. Now, now considering, considering they could take a few off-screen films for him to slowly go from being legs to the legs that we're thinking. Um. I mean, they they could they could go so many different routes. Since he's already discovered the Kryptonian technology, we could have the mech suit Lex Luthor that can actually fight. Yeah, he could go that route. He could go, you know, the same route. You know, he could be all of it. Like they could still have him be the diplomatic Lex Luthor. Well, I mean, the thing they're fighting in the next movie, it's it, he's he's the fucking cause, right? Well. They point out, you know, he already in the public eye, Lex Luthor is still not a corrupt, evil. He's just crazy. A little bit. He's I mean, unstable. That's obviously going. That's going to be changed now that he he got arrested at the end of Batman versus Superman. But that's not to say there could still be some lingering like like political support for him because if you remember, he's Lex Corps is what cleaned up the aftermath of the Superman Zod event. Yeah. Or it, isn't that the Black Zero event? What they're calling it? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So, because I know, I I know with Marvel, they're calling it just the incident. Yeah. And I think they're calling DC's big big battle like that the Black Zero event. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, what Lex Luthor's got to do though is like he's got to set off something. You know, like in in the shadows in the background, he's going to cause it. But he's going to swoop in and yeah. save the day, and then everybody's going to be like, "Oh, you know, that's how he gets the people back." Like, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people probably think it's it, it's. Well, I guess a lot of more comic oriented people, um, or comic contrarian types that think that you know, popular stories are inherently bad, um, but. I could see something cool as uh, eventually later on in, in either a solo Superman film 
or having it as a subplot to a Justice League film to keep Superman depowered because that's what they're going to have to do for it to make sense for him to roll with a group. They do the plot in All-Star Superman where Superman's cells get over, like, oversaturated with energy from the sun because of a trick Lex Luthor has pulled. And it cuts to Lex Luthor, you know, and, 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 and it goes deeper. Like, it, it's a deeper storyline with their rivalry, you know, throughout the years. Right. And I could see them doing something like that, too. Like, there was a really great part in that series where um, Lex Luthor's older. Not, you know, not too old, but, you know, you know the years have passed. Yeah. And there's just this dialogue he has where he's talking about how you know, he's getting older. He's It's a mortality type of monologue that he has where he's like, I'm eventually going to die, you know. And he's pissed because Superman is not aging. Like, yeah. he's still who, you know, he's still, like, there's not a, a way to corner him. He can't even kill him as an old man. Well, that's why he was mad in the and movie. So he's, trying, he's, like, he's trying to find a way to, trying to find a way to put killing Superman on the fast track. So he devised a way to get him to have cellular degeneration. Because ask, comics, you know. Let me ask a question, though, because Lex Luthor was always a, a Superman character. Yeah. Did he ever cross over to Batman and any of the other? Oh, yeah. They did yeah. that? To me, yeah. it was just always, I mean, I, you know, there, you didn't have many. I mean, none of the Batman movies we've had. This was the first time you kind of had Lex Luthor and Batman together, right? I mean. Yeah, and and they only share really one scene together on the rooftop. No, at the at that dinner because Batman, oh, yeah. Batman and Lex never really uh, come face to face except for that that one time. You know, it's ex- it's established that they've had run ins before, but it, they never have that moment between Lex well, and Batman. It's like well, until I, at the very end when Batman rolls about yeah. his cell and he's like, "I'm fucking watching you." Yeah, they made Transport. it a point. To show you that Batman's changed when yeah. you see that he didn't brand Lex Luthor. Yeah, they, they, they show you that purposely. I, I, like, I, look, I, I noticed, I, yeah, I noticed that as well. That like, Batman's back. Like... Yes. Um, so two other things that I kind of wanted to hit on, hit on real quick. And this is just, I don't know, it's kind of weird the way we're doing this, just hitting the characters individual and then talking about the plots because it is a lot of shit to cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it, I mean, I can see, like I said, we've talked about before, where it can kind of get a little convoluted for some people. Not for me. I loved it. I you loved know, it. But, it was a long movie, but it was fucking packed full of shit. Yeah. Um, Doomsday. Hmm. What were your thoughts on how he came to be and what, you know, how that all plays out. I think they did it. I think they did it the best. I think it's the best way I could have conceived it. Yeah, it was a good, I mean, looked good on screen. Yeah. Well, I always say that because realistically, if they made Doomsday just the whole point of the film, the whole film would just literally be, well, A, they would probably option for an hour and a half film. Yeah. Because the majority of the Doomsday arc, or at least death of the death of Superman, it's literally just 
Superman and Doomsday destroying Metropolis. Yeah. And and just a, an all-out brawl for, for like four or five issues. Yeah. You guys and, notice in this one they tried to keep it out of the city? Yeah. You think that's because well, I mean, so many people well, bitched the, about it? They were like, let's try to keep this one. Yeah, well, there's, even a moment, there's even a moment that, that I noticed, and then it's funny because, you know, after watching it, you know, I, I would go and watch videos and, and, and see if other people, you know, other like-minded people had noticed some similar things. But there was one that, that I wish I could give credit to Dude's video because Dude's video was really well made. But he picked up on something that I did as well, and it's that when... There's a part in the Doomsday fight where Superman has launched him into the atmosphere and they're they're leaving the Earth. Yeah. Well, they launched the nuke at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superman acknowledges the nuke and pushes him harder. Like he 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 he, he he's like, all right, I see what they're doing. He's working with them to get mm-hmm. them as far away from, you know, from any kind of damage the Earth could sustain from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, yeah, so yeah, he tried to he tried to get him out of there. Well, I mean, well, he, he called a lot of the, shit for the first movie. Well, and but we're talking, but we're talking about a being that's just as strong as a being that that kills him. Yeah, it's just as strong to kill him. Yeah. So, with us dealing with young Superman right out the gate, the only real thing he's got working for him is hitting you really fucking hard, really fucking quickly. Um, I mean. It makes sense that him doing that, you know. Yeah. Well, and the, the, never mind the collateral damage. And also, uh, I noticed a lot of of uh, of, of cues in, the, in it this go around where they made sure some uh, supporting character, or off character, or maybe something you hear over the radio or something. They make a point of telling you this: that some of these places, like the battlefields, are are evacuated. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they did. I think they did those comments as damage control. But like you said, him trying to get him further away from the explosion—that is Superman learning from his mistakes yep. from Man of Steel. Like Man of Steel, he wasn't the perfect Superman in it. We all know. Well, we all he talked was about fucking that. Fucking brand new Superman. Like, yeah. So he's trying to. Uh, He's trying to do it different this time, and this is and some them and them adding to me them adding the the clip after. All right, so one of the things because I know with Adam having not watched the theatrical version, one of the things that is added to this film is a brief moment after the Capitol is blown up, where you see Superman land with someone, and, and you see him helping with the the you yeah know, first he helps the, he takes someone to the paramedics in the theatrical. In the theatrical cut, that is not there. It, yeah, the explosion happens, and it, and it makes it seem like he didn't give a fuck. He, he, he just got the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I still implied that he did the Superman thing. But nevertheless, people want to see things that help them build this character, and I think adding that to the Ultimate Edition really helped as well. Well, and that's the thing. That, that that's the thing about Superman, like. In all these situations, whether it w- it made him look bad to Batman and, and the rest of the world, he's still in there. He's still trying to save as many people as he possibly can. He he's going out of his way to help people. Like the audience, the audience should be. Now I say should because apparently a lot of them weren't. A lot of people, you know, they they should still be aware that, or the audience is aware throughout all of this 
that Superman is still a force for good. Yeah. But because of my comment that I made last episode on Man of Steel is that the whole the whole idea of that ideal to strive for, that whole monologue, that that applies to Superman just as much as it does to the people of Earth that he's gonna convey it to. Superman's not perfect either, and so that that idea of hope that his father instills in him, like that's that that, that that's that's not just for human like just for mankind. That that wasn't some like this is how you're gonna dictate the world, Superman. It's like this is what this is what it's gonna all be about, man, you know? Yeah. If only if only Russell and instead of Russell Crowe, if only they just had the dude be Jor-El. <laughs> hey like, man. Dude, man it's all about love and peace cal you can save them you can save them all and dude you'll really tie the world together <laughs> um last but certainly not least uh wonder woman a lot of people bitching about just throwing wonder woman in there just to have her in there here's my only nitpick complaint with Wonder Woman, and I'll get it out of the way. I think Junkie XL's theme for Wonder Woman is goddamn awful. That's my. <laughs> they whole, start playing. They play my, it every time she's that, on the screen. That's my one nitpick and spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert for Adam. That is the only thing you fucking hear the majority of the Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Well, you heard it yeah. every time she was on screen when she rolled up. Here it is. Now, for me, I had no complaint. Because one of my first thoughts was the minute Doomsday shoots the laser thing at, to kill Batman, she lands and deflects it, and then they have the big three of them. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, holy fuck, he brought the Trinity in already? Yeah. Like, that was God a cool damn. shot. Goddamn, Zach. Slow down, son. <laughs> well, but, I, I, but, but, but still, I was pumped about it. Like I was like, hell fucking yeah. Like We're one step closer. Well, that was the introduction, so they could roll out the Wonder Woman movie. Well, well, you know, it, well, and it also it, it made having Diana Prince's presence in the film even like it, it made a point. Now, right, but my thing is, is because comic book movies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. ha- and, hashtag and, and these because are... <laughs> do what, man? I, I mean, it, that's all it is. Hashtag because comic book movies. Like, why the fuck have Tony Stark in, in, in the Spider-Man standalone movie? Because comic book movies. Why have Wonder Woman in a Batman versus Superman movie? Because comic book movies. Well, it was badass. Well, because she's around, she's a, an already established character, and they get, you know, they they establish that in the movie. So, of course, she's going to be doing something that doesn't really matter, and she's going to be around, and she's going to help out, right? Well, which is, yes, and which, to me, adds to an idea that, like, with comic book movies, it takes, I, I had the thought. <laughs> it escaped. It, it really did, because, like, this movie, like like I said, dude, you could sit. We could we could have way – this could be a way longer podcast if we wanted it to be. Yeah. I know it could. But, um, but yeah, Batman vs. Superman is a it, – it's, it, it's you can look back at it now as an experiment of how much trust a movie maker is putting into their audience to, to know that 
there are some things that don't need to be explained with a comic book film. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, it would be one thing if it was a really obscure character that just rolls up, like Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Or hell, even if they decided, even if they decided to go ahead and retcon Green Lantern again. Yeah. You know, that would, that would be more out of place than someone like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because, like, Wonder Woman is just as much a face of DC as Batman and Superman. Like, yeah. I mean, hell, she's the, she's, she's in the three. I mean, the, I mean, they're the Trinity for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they are kind of the face of the DC universe. And they wrote it to where, in my opinion, it made sense. I mean, DC's the house that Batman built, Superman protects it, and as sexist as it sounds, Wonder Woman keeps it tidy. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag like real estate. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag bigoted comics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, well, funny. I mean, that that that, that 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 was meant to be a harmless joke, but I, I mean, oh, you're going to get some backlash um, or oh, whatever. <laughs> He's Teflon. He's Teflon. Yeah. Just let it roll off your back like water off a duck's back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know how water just rolls off the duck's back? <laughs> just let it roll off your back. Um, well, that's kind of everything I wanted to hint. Uh, of course, I didn't want to get all 64 of them because a lot of them are fucking stupid as fuck. Um, <coughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, And, and for real, if, if you've watched Batman v Superman and um, you haven't watched the extended edition, oh. go watch it. Because like I'm telling you, Adam. All the stuff, you know, the black chick at the beginning of the movie when yeah. her family dies, they cut that out completely. Let's see why. Uh, run time, time. They wanted to get the time. I mean, it was long, but here's the yeah. thing. People would sit through that. I did. Yeah. Well, they cut out, you know, um, they were saying that everybody that Batman branded was being killed in prison. And then it shows the dude going to the prison and telling the guy to kill him over the phone, you mm-hmm. know. They cut that out. So you don't get any explanation for that. Why people and, and so it's like they cut all these kind of key moments where it's more of Lex's bullshit where he's pulling the strings. They cut all that out where it just feels like you've got Batman being just this fucking killer with branded well, you, people. Well, you got that with Batman being an asshole. Well, hey, if, if you think about it as well, and maybe I'm maybe I'm getting my locations mixed up. But after once, once Clark Kent, because we'll, I mean, we'll acknowledge they're they're different, they're alter egos. When Clark Kent starts digging into to Batman, yeah. Um, when they go into the branding, isn't there a sequence where they're bringing an inmate and it's a prisoner transfer to like like a metropolis? Yeah, and jail. it's and the dude and he's freaking there. and he's freaking out. And all the inmates are kind of like, what the fuck? Like, what's his deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to me, that's almost like a slight way of me thinking that maybe somehow Clark Kent found a way to get these prisoners out of Gotham jails and into, uh, metro- like, he, like saving lives. Well, but that dude still ended up dead, though, because the dude showed up at the prison later and was like, hey, he's got the brand. Take him out. You know what I mean? Now, why Even, were they killing all of Batman's oh, yeah. people? Why were they doing that? 
but to make it look like Batman was ah. purposely was purposely branding people I because see. he knew they were going to die. Yeah. No, he was just going through some shit. He's just trying to work <laughs> some shit out with a fucking brand, you know. Um, yeah, they cut a lot of those kind of key moments. Like, like Trav said earlier, after the courthouse blows up, he just flies away. He doesn't save anybody. So you've got Batman looking like an asshole. You got Superman looking like an asshole and you got Lex looking like a fucking crazy person all wrapped up in a two hour and 20, 30 minute runtime. Of course, you're not going to get the full experience. Here's a question though, that, that, that came to my mind too. Was Lex Luthor really in the wrong? And the, you, throughout the whole throughout the whole course of the film, was Lex? I mean, despite the fact that he's evil and he wanted uh, Superman and I guess subsequently Batman dead, was he really wrong in doing what he was doing? Uh, yeah. In figuring out and figuring out about the heroes, figuring out about uh, trying to protect the planet, like he he. He does the same thing Tony Stark was doing in the Marvel world. He was starting to prepare for a global, you know, yeah, a global fucking a global onslaught, in which he learns more of later. In when you see him in the ship, and the cops roll up on him, and he's clearly talking to Steppenwolf, and you see the mother boxes, which that scene Adam was cut out of the theatrical. Really? Like that wasn't in a theatrical cut. Yeah. yeah. That's and to me that scene adds more substance to how crazy he's acting when they put him behind bars and after the Batman thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool oh, as and, fuck. And, and as to what he's saying by like you know they're they're coming you know, which well he was doing that. I clean, think a lot. I clean. think a lot of what. I think a lot of what added to Lex's Joker esque mentality was this sort of insanity that I think someone of high intellect would probably have if they realize it's almost like I'm taking his performance to an extent, almost Sutter Kane style, mm-hmm. <laughs> like H like Lovecraftian. Like he's realizing there's all this really fucked up shit going on and it's driving him crazy. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And it goes in the. It kicks it up to eleven. You know, once he activates the ship and starts to, you know, starts to commune with, starts talking to motherfuckers. And that's the thing. Was he communicating with Steppenwolf, or was he just looking through the archives? Well, I think it was just looking through the archives. But I do think that he put out sent a out a beacon. Bes- yeah, a little distress beacon. Come here. Like we're we're ready, dog. <laughs> um, that's just my my thoughts on it. So Steppenwolf looks badass. Yeah, he's gonna be a fucking beast. He looks like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's just go ahead and rate it, man. I mean, what what else more can we say about it for real? I think it, it gets good. nine gold stars across the board. Travis giving it other? three. <laughs> you give it three. You give it three, Griffin. Hell, I give it three. I mean, dude, it, it's one of those movies where I'm not going to watch it often because of the runtime. But it's so but good. It's, 
But if somebody put it on right now, I'd watch the whole thing. And you'd sit through it. You wouldn't be able to leave. No, I, I'm too into it. You Sucks know what I mean? your ass in. Yeah. Gold star. I mean, do I Bye. think that? Do I think that they could have? And I, they couldn't have done it with with how complex the plot and everything was. But if there was a way for them to split it into two movies, I think it would be more digestible. Yeah. But at the same time, it, they would bump it up to two hours, and it would be a four-hour yeah, ordeal. Yeah, it would be longer so, in the long run. Well, yeah. Well, well, if if, if we want if we want to entertain that idea for a second, you know, they really could have done a movie that built up like Batman v Superman could have just been the build up to them fighting, realizing that it was Lex's, like, like kind of bringing it full circle as a Superman uh, sequel featuring Batman, and they have to deal with Lex. And then at the very end, Lex introduces Doomsday, and it's the cliffhanger. Yeah. Let out the world, Next, next <laughs> movie, next movie, they combat, they, they, they get, it just starts right off the bat with a ridiculous fight scene of Doomsday. That whole battle goes down. And then we get the starting point for Justice League where Lex Luthor's behind bars. We get an almost Silence of the Lamb type scenario between Batman and him while we realize that Lex has communicated or somehow Steppenwolf's, you know, the, the parademons, the mother boxes, that whole stuff starts coming to effect. And we get, we get what's probably going to be the first 30, 40 minutes of justice league, which is just going to be Batman and wonder woman rounding everybody up. Yeah. And then as they round up, they have a, um, you know, they have an invasion fight where the, 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 the parademons roll up. And they stop that, and then it's like time for the last one, you know? Yeah. Credits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, I'm just I'm happy with it, with the way that it turned out. Anyway, it is something fun to entertain, though, because they could have they could have condensed they could have had like you know Batman v Superman, and then like, and then them two the, going after. Tuesday, yeah, split a, that up. Yeah, and then have the the start of the Justice League film. But I'm like, what would you title that? Because it wouldn't be the Justice League until the end of it, and it wouldn't be Batman v Superman because they fought already. But Bat or Superman dies like you know a third of the way through the film. You know, you know what I mean? Like it would have been way crazy. Well, it could have it could have just been Man of Steel too. Then it could have been Dawn of Justice. And then Justice League. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I liked it. It didn't bother me. If they did yeah. split it, I people would have bitched because they split it up. <laughs> yeah, right. People would like, you're me watch two movies. Is, now, this is, this is steering our trajectory into space, but something that caught my eye in the Justice League trailer is that you hear Steppenwolf's one of his overmarks. He says there's no more lanterns. Yeah. I think Green. I mean, Green Lantern confirmed. Like it would be, it would be amazing if by the end of Justice League, you know, we have the league as it is. Um, they fight it out. They stop Steppenwolf, and then almost like it, it, it doesn't contrast well. 
But when that happens, you have a moment where it's like they think it's over, the day saved, and everyone's fucking, you know, have, coming off the high of like what the fuck just happened. And then Marty McFly style, Green Lantern rolls up and is like, look, I'm from the Green Lantern Corps. Y'all have just stopped Steppenwolf, but I'm telling you right now, the real threat's on its way. You need me and my other counterpart. Like, Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be into that. Like, I feel like, I feel like Green Lantern's going to be like a, a surprise, you know, like he's going to, he's going to do in Justice League what Wonder Woman did in Batman versus Superman. And that's just show the fuck up. Right. Ball out, rock out with cock out. Like, I had a question. Like, uh, at the end of the movie, everybody gathers in the, the house. It's, you know, it's Clark Kent's uh, funeral. Do they know that he's Superman at this point? No. It's well, it's it's kind of weird that Superman died well, and he died and they kind of look well, alike. Well, like, well, I kind of well, felt remember. like they like some of them know, like the guy at the newspaper. Do you think they know well, like Superman? If you, if you, well, I mean, it, it makes sense as to why that funeral sequence is so long and drawn out. It's because it's two funerals. Yeah, it's Superman's and Clark Kent. And Clark's. Because remember, they have the closed casket. Well, they don't really have a moment where there are any caskets open. I guess they just, I guess Bruce Wayne or maybe uh, Martha Kent. For Clark Kent's funeral, his mom did reach into the casket like touch him, right? Yeah. Yeah, they had well, that. Well, the thing that happened was um, he quit showing up to... The Daily Planet. Yeah. Lois was well, on, he went missing. Lois. It was in the paper. Yeah, and then um, they said that all the stuff that happened with uh, the you know the Batman v Superman fight, like the area wasn't completely evacuated, and he died during that. That was the explanation that they got. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so here's the thing: whenever Superman comes back, is Clark Kent still dead? I think he's going to have to be at yeah. least for a little. They're just going to leave that. He's yeah. no longer Clark Kent that way. Well, he's no longer bound to having to have that life, so he will yeah. be Superman. Yeah. The Superman we deserve. So, uh, Adam, you gave it one gold star. One gold star. Buy it. Blu-ray. Make sure you get the extended edition with fucking director commentary. <laughs> Watch the special features. Great movie. <laughs> More than I expected out of it. Right. Ben Affleck's a great fucking Batman. Yeah, I won't Great. More. I hope he gets a standalone. I do too. It's up in the air. I mean, They're working about, on it, but it's still iffy. This is one of the first movies that we... This is one of the first Batman movies, aside from maybe the Burton, that we actually get Batman. Bruce... Well, we get Bruce Wayne doing some Bruce Wayne slash yeah. Batman shit on the DL. You know what I mean? Because in the Nolan Batman movies, like when he went to China or Japan, whatever, he went in as Bruce Wayne, and then he shows up as Batman with a fucking parachute and fucking well, all of his all bones. of his knowledge. Yeah, all of his knowledge in the Nolan movies, he acquires it by being the Bat. Like he doesn't go out as Bruce for any of that, really. I don't think so. Not a lot of detective work. Well, no, except for except for until well, at least with Batman Begins. 
because with the dark night we start seeing it slowly but that's just because that that's only for the time period of him thinking that Harvey Dent is the answer to the Batman question. Yeah. Michael Keaton, you know, will always be a great Batman. But it's different, you know? Yeah, it is. This this was a really good Batman. I look yeah. forward to more of this Batman. I like him better than the Christopher Nolan Batman. Um He's editing, got the dude, perfect I'll, chin I'll, to be Batman. He, you know, looks like a rich asshole. <laughs> I think, uh, I think editing wise, editing for people and their critique of it in films, I think it's in the eye of the beholder. But to me, the shot in the warehouse scene where dude tries to throw the grenade and he deflects it, and the music, the explosion, and the the fucking super hit he delivers. The way it all comes in and it's just full fucking Batman ass kicking mode. Yeah. I think that was fucking beautiful. I've never seen Batman kick ass like that. Yeah, for never. Real. When he fucking smashed oh, that he, sink he, on his head. What about whenever he was uh he first you know, he shoots that thing at him and Bat- Superman grabs it and then it goes off and he's fucked, you know? Yeah. Fart dust, you know? He's <laughs> fucked, like man. That. No, like he that. hits him with I like a stinker. That it showed. But then well, he like does that, that kick show. when he kicks Superman. You know, he kind of hit him with a little roundhouse, yeah. pow, right. knocked that bitch through three walls. Like, wasn't ready well, for like, it. it. Despite his brutality, they did show you how tactical he was. Oh yeah, I liked the scene too. Whenever he uh, was was going to save Martha, and he was uh, he's up above those guys, you know, and he throws that thing on their guns. Yeah, and it blows oh, yeah. their guns like blow up. Yeah, that was cool, man. Like something straight out of an Arkham game. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that in those Arkham games. It's awesome. And that fucking suit was the shit. Wasn't it, though? It was badass. Like, that shit looked heavy. <laughs> Didn't it, though? Yeah. That's why it was crazy. And at the end of the fight, actually, man, his, half of his face was all fucked up. The damn... I mean, it was great. Like, Actually, uh, a bit of trivia. The way that move, The way his scenes were shot in the suit... They had to shoot it a certain way because, like, the clunkiness of wearing that suit, mm-hmm. they had to only show him, like, every now and then. That's why his. That's why it's quick cuts. Yeah, when, and when you see it, it's fast. Yeah, like, except for, like, the moments where he's just slowly kind of pacing and talking, of course. But as for, like, the fight scenes, that's why you only see it. And that's why he's usually just standing there. Mm-hmm. It's because of the suit. It was big. Mm-hmm. Man, that one part always gives me chills. Whenever he comes around that corner and Super Superman's just standing there. Yeah, in that and car, I was just thinking about it. Yeah, he hits him with the Batmobile and yeah. then he runs over and he just stands up. Oh, my God. That that part always gets me. I remember when they were releasing the, the promo shots and they released that one of Batman standing in the car and Superman standing in the front of it. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, so so. What do you give it, Trav? Full star. Full star. Uh, I mean, the ultimate edition is only available on Blu-ray. Um, I've had, I've had, I don't, I don't dabble in Blu-ray like the two of you guys do, but I have watched that one, and I did have the uh, the uh, the enjoyment of watching the special features, which are awesome. 
Yeah, I know um, there, there is a there is a Batmobile featurette on there that is amazing to watch. It was just really fun. Uh, it goes into details as to the history of the Batmobiles. Uh, there's a really nice shot where they've got them all in a garage, and, and it's every all of them from the '60s Batman up to up like all through all the films. And you know they actually the 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 chase sequences in uh in Batman versus Superman with the Batmobile, those were all like they had to time those the driver that they did had to time it right because none of that was CGI. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, it looks and, uh, amazing. Uh, like, there's like one where he whips one direction and whips the other really quick, or whatever. And they actually show it shows how they shot that scene and and what and whatnot. And uh, it was just really, it's really cool. Like it was, uh, yeah, dude. The special features, man. You could sit and spend as much time and watch them all. It's the the amount of content's the equivalent to the three hour cut of the movie. Damn. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it took an it took an afternoon for me to watch them, but I did, and it was they were they were good. They were they were. Uh, it's definitely worth buying. Ben, like ben, it's, it's total. Ben Affleck you know though did not deserve the shit he caught for playing no. Batman. I not not no. at all like the great Batman. Like it makes me mad though because a lot of people really went in hard on him after they watched that movie. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like, yeah. I mean, it's Batman. This is like one of the closest things to Batman we've had. At least, you know, I used to watch the Batman cartoon. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucker was Batman, dude. Wasn't he, though? Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, give it the full star. I own it on Blu ray, and it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. I love this movie. Um, People just want to hate, you know, haters going to hate. I mean, you know, if they don't like this Batman movie, there's a George Clooney Batman movie. They can go watch and yeah, right. You know, the nipple suit, a Val Kilmer Batman movie. Um, well, speaking of Superman, I got a couple little niblets of information here. A real estate niblet, a real estate niblet. Yeah. Um, so they're they're gonna release the original Superman extended cut for Blu-ray, the Richard oh. Donner, and um, the extended cut clocks in at 188 minutes. Wow! So it's gonna be almost as long, if not longer, than Batman v Superman. So, and um, gotta see it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm we'll watch do the every, Yeah. I'm gonna watch that and probably enjoy every. Damn when are they releasing that? Um, hmm. I want to uh, see it. Let's see. Are they gonna have a lot of like scenes that were cut out of the original? Yeah, I guess so. Restored scenes. Uh, Blu-ray, man. Yeah, is this I'm the first seeing... Blu-ray release of? I believe so. Oh wow. Well, didn't didn't uh, didn't Superman two the Richard Donner cut get a Blu-ray release? Yeah, and I've seen that cut of it, and it's really good. The Richard Donner cut. Yeah, for I have Superman two. I have that one on. I have that one on uh, DVD myself. Like I have, uh, I've got the, I've got the box set of the original four. I've got a four and pack. I've got, 
I've got the Richard Donner cut. And, uh, the only one that I don't have, which, I mean, from, I mean, it's, it's a one movie, with, uh, I had the I had I had Superman Returns, but I've lost it to time, not because uh, I just got rid of it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. I'm not seeing a uh, release date. A release date here. Um, it's cool. It's gonna happen though. Let's see Blu-ray release. Let's see what Google Foo has to say here. Uh, it, it there is a Blu-ray copy of the original superman but they don't have the it doesn't have the extended version with it mm, okay so i'm not 100 percent sure when that extended one's coming out but probably some type of anniversary yeah or for christmas sometime maybe something like that but um so i just want to throw that out there anybody that's interested because like that's something like i haven't never seen the extended original superman i have seen the the richard donner you know superman 2 cut but i'm interested to see like i mean the original runtime was uh 100 and 151 minutes for that's that's for the quite a bit of extra stuff yeah so 30 37 minutes (laughs) that's what episode we are you know 37 baby so uh yeah. Also we got a little another little real estate, you know, titty bit. Apparently uh Matthew Vaughn is in talks to do Man of Steel too. Hey, let me just real quick. Uh Superman, uh the first Superman movie is coming up on forty year anniversary. So Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably when they're gonna drop it. I mean it's a big deal. 40 years, yeah. you know, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe today is the day that um, the fifth element turns 20. Yeah, that doesn't even seem that, that old. Was it like 1996 or something? Yeah, 97. Wow. I don't I don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember when that movie came out. I'll never forget it because of that scene where it's like, the scroll is in me. Next year, Superman turns 40. That's when they're going to drop it. It's going to be a 40th edition anniversary. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I will gladly give my money for it. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. For a Superman copy today. Yeah. Um, okay, so Matthew Vaughn has uh, confirmed he's been in talks with Warner Brothers to do the Man of Steel sequel. Um, speaking to Hey You Guys at a press event for his upcoming film, Kingsman, The Gold Circle. Have y'all seen the original Kingsman? I have. I sure is it, have. Is it good? That church yes. fight, they fight in a church. It's crazy. Okay. It is a it is a single camera shot. It's crazy. I mean, crazy. it's multi-cam, but they... They edit it in a way that it's a single shot. Yeah. And it's really it cool. Shows, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? He normally doesn't do action films. The Colin British guy. Firth. Yeah. Uh, it's a scene where Colin Firth takes out an entire church congregation. He kicks their Freebird. fucking ass, man. That sounds pretty and It's so pretty. good. It's. Um, that scene alone will, is worth will, watching the movie. I will, yes, I will say this. It is a slow buildup. 
But once it kicks it to that, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I've been seeing the trailers for this sequel, and it looks it looks almost James Bond as fuck. Yeah, he's like well, a, he's like an agent. He it, works for it was it MI seven or something? I'll put it, I'll put it this way: the opening shot of the film, Griffin, yeah. is these two agents getting dropped into this drug lord's house, and you see the camera. It's it's like the credits are rolling up, but it's a shot where it's just slowly zooming in on the building. Yeah, and you hear the gunshots, them fighting it out, but it's doing it to uh, money for nothing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool movie. That's like a pretty awesome. cool sound. Definitely they, they, worth they, a they, watch. The, the soundtrack for it's pretty cool how they do it to some some scenes. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't seen Kingsman Griffin. It's well worth a it's worth it's worth a watch. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm gonna have to give her give her a go. Um, but anyway, Matthew Vaughn, which we'll get into his his uh, discography, his filmography in a minute here. But he said that um, Vaughn discussed that uh, he'd want to do what he'd want to do with a Superman movie in the event he signs on to direct. I think my main take would be it's really boring, but make a Superman film. I just don't feel a proper Superman. I think Richard Donner did it to perfection for that time. He said saying that. For him, Superman is color, feel good, heroic, and a beacon of light in the darkness. As such, he wants to go back to the source material and offer a modern take on the Donner vision. Um, Warner Brothers repeatedly went back in active development on, on Man of Steel 2 last year, with the project being a top priority for the studio. Um, for more on the future of the DC Extended Universe, check out our review of everything coming up. So, um, I feel like that's and here is where we're going to cue in Josh Whedon. Think so? Because because Justice League's had reshoots, rewrites, everything since he stepped back in. And I feel like by the end of Justice League, we'll have the bright, hopeful Superman that Man of Steel 2 can build off of and that guy can get his vision. Because going the Richard Donner version over what we've got right now, yeah, I feel like it, it would be it would mess up the already the already kind of convoluted pacing that they have right now. Right. That, I mean, despite the fact that I don't have a problem with it, it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, maybe that'll have maybe 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 Whedon's going to set things up for this more, you know, something like that to happen. Right. Um, this is Matthew Vaughn's filmography. He directed his first film was Layer Cake. I've never seen that. It's got uh, heard of it. Daniel Craig in it. Um, Tom Hardy's in it. So I think it's a British film. So uh-huh. I'm kind of interested in yeah. that. Um, and then he did uh, Stardust. Have either of you guys ever seen that? That sounds familiar. It's got Isn't that uh, the, Neil, the Neil Gaiman film. Uh, where it was based on a Neil Gaiman book. Let's see one more credit because he yes, based yeah, it's got uh, what's his name? He's he plays the gay pirate, <laughs> uh, Robert pirate? De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro plays a gay pirate. 
Yeah, a gay sky pirate. Are you talking to me? Are you was, talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, he directed Kick-Ass, which I love. Yeah. Uh, X-Men First Class, which was the last One of the better X-Men, X-Men movies. Yeah. Uh, then he did The Kingsman, Kingsman 2, and his writing credits are he did the screenplay for Stardust. He did the screenplay for Kick-Ass. He did the screenplay for The Dead. He wrote the screenplay for X-Men First Class. They should have kept him on board instead yeah. of getting back back with old fucking Snucklefoots over there. Um, <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote the story for uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. He didn't write the screenplay for it, so we can't blame that atrocity on him. He uh, wrote, of course, the uh, the Kingman stuff, Kingsman stuff. So, every, And he's produced all kinds of shit. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, like all those Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. He's worked on he all that. Shit. He was British then, definitely. Uh, yeah, born in London. Yeah. yeah. So um, sounds that, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh, interested man. if they're if they're going to give the Superman Man of Steel sequel to anybody. I kind of prefer it be him over yeah. because I think Joss Whedon. No offense to him, but I don't think he could really kind of capture. I think that Matthew Vaughn would have an easier time capturing the essence of Superman more so than Joss Whedon, in my opinion. But well, that's just me. And I agree. My, my opinion is probably less agreed upon, I guess. But personally, I'm kind of tired of seeing Joss Whedon's you break it up a little bit, man. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> I guess it's because I'm talking bad about Josh Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what, what I meant, what I said though was, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over seeing his interpretation, seeing his idea for the superhero, yeah, uh, genre, because. Even though we have these different directors with Marvel, and they have their creative control to an extent, they all have to build back up to plot points that Josh Whedon has instilled or installed in in the in the world. Yeah. And I would like to see something else done differently. I would like to see something like, even though, and this is I know I'm jumping back and forth with franchises here, but. That's what I mean. It's it's the, the same thing with him as kind of how I am with the idea of J.J. Abrams now directing the last Star Wars one in this trilogy, Episode Nine, I think. Yeah, I've got the the scoop on that. Like yeah. I, I, I'm I, I I know we'll get to it, but my comparison, I guess, is just that like I don't I don't want to see Josh Whedon's interpretation of DC. Well, but here's the thing: like the, the, this movie already had a, a layout, though, and they, you know, they'd already there's already a story there. They just they really didn't have a choice to bring somebody in. Yeah, I mean that guy, you know, he he had to go you know, a death in the family. I mean, but who yeah, who but you gonna bring I, in? You know that? I mean, you you, you got to be careful. You don't want to bring in somebody that's gonna fuck it up or or scare yeah. people, make them not want to come see it. Yeah. I don't think, I think he'll do any more after this one. I think this was an emergency pull. They were like, we got to get somebody over here who can handle it, you know? 
I wish there could have been the right amount of cash dealt and have Nolan step in and do it. I don't think he would, though. Yeah. He's busy with other stuff. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I think he's done with his superhero. Well, I mean, if he's he's still still hanging around and and executive producing and helping with the story, because he's credited for that with Batman vs. Superman as well. Him and his wife to help produce it. So, like, I feel like, I just, I I guess, I feel like maybe he just doesn't want to be in the director's chair. Oh, man, he just wants to throw his two cents in there and then make a shitload of money. A shitload. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I don't know all the full details of, like, what what a producer does, this, that, and the other, but. Well, I I would imagine his name alone gets him a couple of extra zeros. Yeah, exactly. Just to throw so, in his two cents, like read over the script, make some notes. Yeah, I don't, I don't picture him being on the set every day. No, he just kind of supervised the script. He's like, "Story's good. This is, yeah. you know, this is good." Yeah, and that's why, like, I mean, he had a writing credit for Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and everybody praises all Nolan's work, but hell, he co-wrote the shit pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean. Let's be real for a second here, you know? So, um, but yeah, like, like Trav said, they, um, they couldn't find anybody to direct episode nine. So what do they do? They call you boy, Joss. JJ. Uh, JJ. Yeah. Sorry. They, <laughs> they might call Joss Whedon. Hell, who knows? He, he might get one. They're not going to yeah. stop making them anytime soon. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get the he, buffy. He might get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh uh but anyway, they couldn't find anybody to go along with his original vision of the Star Wars sequels, so they just brought him in. Which What's wrong with that? Bringing him in? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, that first one he did was great. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is everybody, everybody's already talking about how good episode eight is. Why didn't they get the director for episode eight in on it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's that, that was my biggest question when I saw that because that, every, that could change though. It could always change. <laughs> Probably not, but sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already been locked down. He's like, fuck it, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. So I expected um, him to do more. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't take it all on. Yeah, really. Yeah, you I know, mean, the reason they probably didn't is because he had to go through the Star Trek stuff, and you know, he's bouncing well, around on different things, you know? He's a busy yeah. man. Like, he's got, you know, some. I'm sure there's some TV shows in the pipeline for him. Yeah, he's doing that Castle Rock TV show so, about the... King verse, so um well, Halloween's right around the corner and uh apparently Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be returning to the Halloween franchise. Oh. Hold on, damn it, why wow. does he play when I it says um the film is due out October the nineteenth, twenty eighteen. Um Jamie Lee Curtis returns to her iconic role as Laurie Strode in Halloween released Again. by Universal Pictures. Uh, it's a Bloomhouse production. How many movies is she, how many times has she been in a Halloween movie? 
three or four. Yeah. Says uh, David Gordon Green, the co-creator of HBO's Eastbound and Down. Oh, wow. And, direct, and director of movies such as Pineapple Express and Our Band is Crisis. What the will fuck? Helm, <laughs> will helm a new movie with a script co-written by him and frequent collaborator Danny McBride. The announcement was, I'm not even playing. The announcement was made in February by John Carpenter, the co-creator of the franchise and director of the original. Bloomhouse, Miramax, and Tran... Miramax? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they count for... They for do seven. movies like The Crying yeah. Game and... Yeah. Um, the, our production entities involved, Carpenter will executive produce along with Gordon Green <coughs> and McBride's Roughhouse Pictures. David and Danny both came to my office recently with Jason Bloom and shared their vision for the new movie, and wow, they get it. Well, I, I feel think, like I actually heard him talk about this somewhere, and they're they're going to go back to, like, kind of the, the original feel. Yeah, that feel. Like, yeah. that's, that's what they're going to do. They're taking it back to its roots. Yeah. So uh, this, these are the films that she's been in. Halloween, uh, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, and Halloween Resurrection. It must have been H2O a few years back. I remember seeing her in that. I think they came out in 2020. Yeah. Where she's, aren't they at like a campus or something? Something. I don't know. When are they so going to do uh, Mike Myers in space? Oh, like Jason X. Halloween in space. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. She'll just be a head in a jar like Futurama. You know what? Halloween. I actually prefer Lord him Lord. over Jason. Do what, Adam? I actually prefer him over Jason. I just like uh, that character because they're kind of the same. He yeah. just doesn't have the whole, the mommy issues. Like, <laughs> no, he's got sister issues, family yeah. issues. Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, his daddy like beat his ass, didn't he? His daddy was there a little too much then. I just like that character. I like the, the, the yeah. jumpsuit, the, you know, the damn William Shatner mask turned inside out. The Yeah. I just like that character for some reason. I always have. He's fucking, you know, it's good. Right. It's crazy that fucking Danny McBride, though. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I think they're going to do a good job. Yeah, I think I think it'll be all right. I think it's going to have a little bit. You know, like any, you know, like any movie back then, a little, just a little bit of your comedy in there, just a little. Yeah, it's not going to be a comedy, but it's going to have its moments where it's going to be you, a real fucking Halloween movie. Yeah, and when was the last we put out? Let's see. I don't think I watched it. Let's I see. saw that H two O. H two O was put out in ninety eight. Yeah. That's the last time I watched one. And then the remakes was in 2007 and 2009. Halloween Resurrection was in 2002 with Buster Rhymes. I watched that one. That <laughs> one was... Uh, yeah, Buster Rhymes. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to get another Halloween movie. I, they're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, right? Uh, Isn't yeah. there something? Yeah. And then, and then what about Jason? Was someone working on Jason? Wasn't it Rob Zombie? Uh, I'm not sure. Which Jason's had a few movies. 
Yeah. And the pipeline since then, you know, but. Yeah. But yeah, they're coming out this year, Leatherface. Yeah. Which uh, looks teenage. good. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, the it trailer. Looks, yeah, it looks all right. Finn Jones is in it. Dude from Iron Fist. And Black Game guy? of Thrones. No, um, uh, he was the dude in Game of Thrones that was the the gay guy that the brother was sleeping ah, okay. with. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> you don't have to do much more uh, explaining. Yeah, that's enough. Um, <laughs> I, I just uh, I just found a little bit of movie news. Uh oh, what you got? This is a real estate okay. traffic exclusive. This is a real estate exclusive. Just exclusive. Exclusive. Stop the presses. <laughs> no, but uh, stop but, uh, the presses. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, so we've we've talked about the, and I think we might have done it during the James Cameron. Uh, Marathon. movie fest we did um we pointed out that there's going to be another terminator film um cameron's going to direct arnold schwarzenegger's going to star of course um bloody disgusting just i saw an article that they posted that uh linda hamilton is going to be joining oh, back okay. as sarah connor mm. so mm, what that's uh, like yeah nothing nothing it just seems to me like nothing but more good news well, I didn't watch Genesis. No, I haven't so, seen it. Uh, I've seen it, and... I saw the trailer. That uh, was enough for me. The, well, here's the thing. For me, the Terminator has turned into just a, a, just a solid a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like everything else. You know what I mean? But even it's the like, one before um, that one. What was that one called? Salvation. Ah. Uh, uh, here's 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 the here's the, the one with Christian Bell. Thing. No, no. Here's here's here. the thing I didn't like about Genesis is that there were cool things that they did with the time travel aspect of Terminator, but like to me they fucked up the whole the whole future sequences of the films now. Now that we've caught up to where. Now it's fighting Skynet. Now the wars broke out. We've we've now that the realization that Judgment Day can't be stopped but merely prepared for. Um, I think that the way that Genesis played out, just I mean, I I still like it because it's a Terminator film. I'll still watch it if I'm ever like, hey, I'm going to watch that story. Yeah, but. It's still, you know, it's still, it, it does not, it's, it's still on the same track record since Rise of the Machines. <laughs> yeah. So you would give uh, Terminator Genesis uh, a what, Adam? <laughs> no! No! <laughs> no! I give, no, I, listen, I give Terminator Genesis, I give it a F for F half st- I only give it a half star just because it's Terminator. Mm, Wasn't there there one after Salvation? No. No? It was Genesis. They were supposed to continue that story with uh, Crazy Ass, but he freaked out too much. Yeah. That movie wasn't (laughs) good, though. Like, I didn't like it. 
That's the movie that I, that was the first movie I watched in the theater. The new one there. I yeah. think I think I think Sam Worthington was the the what was wrong with that movie. Yeah, yeah. The script wasn't there. No. Like they went in there half cocked. Yeah. Christian Bale Christian was Bale. like, yeah. I mean, he's coming off of Batman. Yeah. He was being a prick because the guy moved <laughs> the lights. <laughs> he's interrupting his process, man. <laughs> um, so next week we have uh, Wonder Woman finally and that'll be my first all- viewing I haven't seen it yet I've heard you guys talk some mad shit about it I mean we didn't talk some and mad I, the mad. rest of the world liked it yeah so I can't wait to see why I, I have a feeling I mean I hope I don't watch it I'm gonna be like, I enjoyed the shit well, out of it <laughs> well here's the thing no here's the thing Adam you will enjoy the shit out of it, but it's because you enjoy She's these hot. other two. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where where I feel like, and I, I'm not trying to speak for you, Griff, but I feel like the reason that me and Griff have our opinion on it is because, and I think Griffin said it last week, it's not that Wonder Woman does something groundbreaking because it doesn't. It is the same. It's still it's Captain America, the same. but it's Wonder Woman, right? It's follow. Well, it's following the same narrative beats that the other two have. Yeah. I said that when we watched because, the trailer, though. I said it's got a real Captain America vibe because because with and 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 I'll I'll probably harken back to this again next week. But with Man of Steel, you had Jonathan Kent implying to Superman or to to. Or well, not Clark. John Kent is 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 telling Clark that him being Superman is going to be more harm than good. Uh, in in Man of Steel, you have the government officials of the, of of the, of the country at the time, and and I guess the world too, where they're asking the idea of do we need Superman? Do like or does Superman? You know, does he need to save everyone? at the expense of the collateral damage that it may cause. And Wonder Woman has those same, I don't want to call it a trope, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not sure if that constitutes as one, but it's the same element um, that, that humanity is not really worth going out of your way to save. Yeah. Oh, it hammers it in hard. <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman, it really does. It, to be a movie about empowerment and everyone getting all this hoo-ha feminist stuff off, which I won't delve into that, but that's what backed this movie a lot. But it, it's not its not by any means some groundbreaking other movie. It's a great, it's a good, it's a good superhero film. It still captures all the elements you would want in it. Um, she's not... When, when it's time for her to be a hero, I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, never mind. We'll get to it next week. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we've got a whole we got a whole podcast plan for it. Not only that, though, we've got our game, our release date death match game. When's that next week? Next week. Oh shit! Fifteen movies. All right. Fifteen. Fifteen release dates. We'll we'll do it right, we'll do it big. And whoever wins gets to pick what, what we watched here. It's all Halloween. three of us? Yes. All three of us. All right. And yes. 
And, uh, I mean, I, I picked Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have either one of you guys thought about what, uh, you know, if you win, what your pick's going to be? I'm still on the fence. <clears throat> I, I, I feel like I have what I want to do, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to save it for if I win. Oh. And <laughs> so, if so I lose, that. if I lose, I'll still. I'll, I'll 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 throw the I'll throw it in as an honorable mention. Trav's over here like sacred. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I think doesn't. it's I, I think it's typically it's probably typically what I would pick. But oh shit! Yeah. Is it faces of death? Please tell me it's not that. Oh no no! It's nothing bizarre. <laughs> I'm gonna it's, do it, it Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> it's mainstream horror and it's not crappy. Oh, uh, I'll be the judge of that. Mainstream horror that's not crappy. Mm. Paranormal activity? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, main, mainstream, mainstream if you're fucking our age, I guess. Uh, hmm. Freddy Krueger? Hmm. No. Is he one of the big... Is it one of the big ones? Hellraiser, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I expect that picture of you. That's... <laughs> Which Hellraiser movie? I'll probably go with just the what? You get to pick four. Well, despite their liking quality after three, I'll probably have to go with the first four Hellraisers then. Mm. You don't want to go with the the new one uh, without Dude, without Doug Bradley? I will pretend that doesn't even exist, Griffin. <laughs> in Trav's universe, what new one? Yeah, right. Uh, you in, my, in, my, in my universe, Doug Bradley will forever be Pinhead. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great. I'm leaning towards Wishmaster. Oh, God. Really? No. So we've got, so we've got <laughs> Wishmaster, Pinhead. No. <laughs> No, nah, Adam's gonna reveal his next week. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna win. A gin, a genie, or better, I'll put this: a gin, a serial killer, and a hell priest walk into a bar. Oh God! And then <laughs> they open the box. The Wishmaster's like, "You want to make a wish?" Yeah, I wish my lawyer would go fuck himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, greatest right, shit man. ever. So yeah, don't forget fifteen, fifteen uh, movies and release dates, and uh, we will have that next week. We will have Wonder Woman, and we will get this uh, Halloween started off with a with a bang. Uh, I think that about covers everything. Checks in the mail. <laughs> no. You want me to go fucking trash your lights? Do you want me to fucking trash them? Fuck. And what the fuck is it with you? I was looking at the light. Fuck. And what the fuck is it with you? I was looking at the light. Fuck. And what the fuck is it with you? I was looking at the light. Fuck. And what the fuck is it with you? I was looking at the light. It's fucking distracting. Oh, good. It's fucking distracting.
Fucking ass.